This poem is entitled, My Busted Cannabis. <laughs> I don't like what I see. Models and Instagram, as seen on TV. The happy girl eating salad sure don't look like me. From BBLs to BBWs, we're labeling the bodies we've got. That one got called a toothpick, and now she's obsessed with squats. Let us find an in-between. Fitness that helps you feel seen, not stressed or downtrodden. There's more to life than being lean. Thank you. That was good. I like that. I like that one. I don't know, I've been really aware of all of the fake asses out here. Like, I know it was happening. I know it's a thing. But I really just wonder who has that income and who has someone who's willing to care for you. Um, I don't see anything inherently wrong with it because sometimes people really do, like, don't have any ass at all ever. And, like, they can't wear clothes. Like, they, you know, like, and, and I understand wanting to have a little something, but it is concerns me a little bit when it's just kind of like a trend for us all to get like a specific shape you know like we're all striving for a specific shape the media and body and health like all of that stuff like greatly distorts it and I do think there's a huge price that we pay like physically and mentally because really our episode is about fitness today and the reason why we digress so much onto like image and media and like procedures is because that is what is the state of fitness these days. You know, with wearables, group challenges, boutique gyms, um, fitness programs, even like goat yoga and all the commercials, uh, fitness gear influencers, we have hella resources and examples and information to achieve our health goals. But it seems like there's a huge disconnect between what we see about fitness and what it actually requires, like on the personal side smartphones, desk jobs, stress, time, self-esteem, childhood habits, all those things that, and there are products and brands that live in spaces that are kind of competing, you know, some act for and some act against the health interests of its customers. Um, so sometimes it just really comes down to you, your personal motivation. So today I wanted to pick apart, like, what are those factors of motivation when it comes to fitness? something that a lot of people struggle with, but most people have some goal in that area. Um, and I wonder if it's possible for a brand to leverage that and manufacture a sustainable source of motivation. Welcome to the Creative Flock, the dopest spot for exploring all things tech, brands, and culture. We're a group of emerging creatives that come together after hours to pick each other's brains about any topic. And whether it's educational, thought-provoking, or just plain weird, it's always a vibe with us. So if you're at our block party, you've probably found yourself daydreaming about how the world could be and how the whole squad can win. Come kick it with us. And while you're listening, send us your thoughts to our Instagram at the Creative Block Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and catch us Thursdays on the block. It sounds like you're harvesting laughs like in Monsters, Inc. When you say, can we manufacture a source of sustainable <laughs> motivation? Screams. We're going to scare the children and get screams. <laughs> you know what? No, it is just like that because 
when they market to you, they're remember at the end of the movie, they change from the screams to the laughter and they realize Spoiler that alert. The same. Spoiler alert. My bad, y'all. If you've not seen Monsters <laughs> Inc., shame on you. <laughs> but if in my opinion, with the fitness, they a certain narrative is pushed on what fitness looks like and how to get people motivated to buy a product or to make lifestyle changes. Um, but it isn't always in tune with what the actual needs are of the people or of the companies. And for me, I would like to see the shift from harvesting screams to harvesting laughter. Cause I do think that the way the fitness industry like motivates people and just the images of it is something that can be a detriment and kind of get people stuck in a vicious circle. And there's so many companies that are invested in people living their best lives but if you're not able to really speak to people and where they are at in their journey, it, it's kind of hard to, to change that because you really have to connect and resonate with them on a level um, to get that motivation going and to like have people feel that they can achieve what they want, the body of their dreams. You feel like people don't have the ability to act on their goals. Like, Is, is there something that determines your success in that? You know what? I actually looked up the definition of motivation. Deriving from the word motive, it's a need that requires satisfaction. And I think if it's not coming from a part of you that's like very true, authentic, and renewable, you may not be able to sustain the motivation because it may not always be um, something that you truly, truly resonate with at all times of the day, you know? Right. Unless they come up to me with shindags with a cake, I'll be like, hmm. My need is to enjoy myself. I'm going to put that cake back <laughs> on the thing because that cake is a death eat. But no, I, I, I feel what you're saying. If It sounds like if you're doing something and you're not have that sort of like intrinsic motivation and there isn't like an external factor, like there isn't a doctor telling you, you know, you need to do this. You're not doing this from some sort of like gay. Um, if it really is not coming from a personal and authentic place, it is hard to continue to drive that forward. It's hard to continue to find that inspiration and that energy to just continue to do this thing when you yourself aren't just wired for that particular, like, to, to, to those particular um, receptors that are being put out. Yeah. And honestly, like, the concept of marker moments is something that experienced designers use uh, to kind of help make an experience, disrupt an experience and make it more novel to that person who's experiencing something, to the user. So these are things that will stick out in your brain and modify your impression of the experience, um, either because it's unexpected or it's executed in a different way. Um, so we're gonna unpack a little bit of the psychology of users in a given moment and see how a brand or product might be able to disrupt the expectation um, or whatever can be used to change the game and, uh, you know, surprise, delight, and motivate. Right. And, and when we say stuff like marker moments, we're talking about in the grand scheme of an experience, though you might have a thousand interactions with the experience through, through your, you know, your, your time with it, there will be maybe a handful of them actually matter. So if you think about like going through your drive through and order and takeout, um, 
you know, you drive up in there, you order from the machine, you get your food, yada, yada. The point that's going to make you have a bad experience is probably these two parts. One, if you get to the if you get to the um, menu to order and the person is rude to you, right? The minute you look back on that experience, you're going to say, man, fuck Chick-fil-A because when I went there, the girl was rude to me. Everything else could be crystal clear. Food could have been good, right? And you're still going to look back at this moment and say that it's a bad experience because I had this one interaction at this one key moment that's going to just fog your entire, um, you know, feeling of the thing. Chick-fil-A has optimized their marker moments. This is a side note, but did y'all see that one of the Chick-fil-A managers was called in, I forget in what state, but they called a Chick-fil-A manager to help with COVID line management. So, listen. That's a Chick-fil-A has the sauce, and it ain't just Chick-fil-A sauce, is all I'm saying, but... So I do have some questions for you guys. Um, I mean, fitness is such a, like a private thing. Body image is such a private thing, but maybe it will be helpful to others if we are a little bit transparent and unpack it. So I'm wondering if you guys set any fitness goals for yourself this year. And then um, like after you answer that, like maybe you can go into what new thing that you tried in the makings of this episode. And we can just go in our round robin from there. Yeah, so I did um, set a few fitness goals. I do have a goal of losing 30 pounds by the end of the year. Um, now, I did recently set these goals, so I don't know how, how I'm going to lose this 30 pounds. I don't have, a, it's not a smart goal just yet, but um, my plan is to take this small, like into smaller increments um, of five pounds and just go from there. But for... I guess, Jeremy, you could tell us if you set some fitness goals and then we can go into. I always set fitness goals every single year, but I'm not ever specific enough to actually achieve them. And I also think one of the problems with myself that I'm going to talk about when we you know, get into our experience is the big reason why I never reach my fitness goals. But I've been doing other things. Um, one of my fitness goals was to just make smarter choices in my like eating. I do a better job with picking breakfast out. So I think there are steps that I am making. And we are only what, we're only three months in so That's beautiful, right? Hand clap of praise, hand clap of praise. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I set fitness goals every year, just like probably majority of people in the world who say, "This is my year. I'm gonna look like this. My body gonna be snatched. This new year, new me." And then maybe by February roll around, and I'm like, "I have reverted back to my old habits." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was literally the intention for this episode happening here in March. We're like, we don't know. Everyone done backslid on their resolutions because, by now. Because, so, you know, y'all, yeah. we were talking about earlier how quarantine, like we've been in quarantine for a year, right? It's our anniversary of it. And at the beginning of quarantine, I was going so hard. Like y'all remember everybody was making their apps free. Like Nike made their app free. Um, a couple of gems on Instagram, like did Instagram lives every morning. And I was going so fucking hard. But I realized that wasn't sustainable because I was just going hard because I was depressed and I needed time to like, you know, do something else. And 
yeah. you know, like it was it was my way to like cope with what was going on in the world, but it didn't yeah. did it stick? No. Let me tell y'all, I didn't been I didn't got in shape and back out of shape in Listen, quarantine. Okay. Listen, bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did set a, a really weird goal because I tried to do a headstand and I realized I can't do no headstand. So I think that's one of my next goals. It's definitely something I tweeted about, like being one of my next goals for this next quarter. Coming up is being able to complete a headstand. So if I could get my core right that and strong. Is a, that's such a be. good goal because you can literally see when you're doing it, right? You can, like, when I do this handstand, I'm going to get there. And maybe not with the handstand because I don't know the, like, steps are going to. But I had a friend that was trying to do a split. And so they could, like, break down how much they had to move each week to get to their full split. But I was just like, that is a nice way of just doing more fitness related things in a more digestible manner by having I want to do this one thing I want to skate around the block I want to do a handstand I want to jump 10 jumping jacks like I wish I could be more detailed when it comes to my goals because all I say is bitch you're gonna lose weight this year (laughs) this year with no with no roadmap in sight no roadmap in sight like practicing it and doing it is a workout that will help you build your core strength. So it kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Even if you focus on that thing. Right. That's crazy. You know, like I think um, it's very demotivating sometimes to be like, man, I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to work out five times a week, but like, you don't necessarily have anything to show for it. Like as you're going along. That in itself too, because like sometimes we get so accustomed to, living a certain lifestyle or doing certain things continuously that we try to switch our lifestyle, but we, we regret the fact that we got to kind of undo the stuff that we've been doing. We can't just, you know, switch and think that's going to be like the ultimate change. I think that's something that I never even thought of until you just said, uh, until you just said it, like, first of all, we got to untrain our mindset to, from the things that we've been constantly doing and, un, you know, unbuild the habits that we've already built before we can try to implement new ones. If you're talking about motivation, if you're talking about lifestyle changes, there are other factors at play. Noom works on that um, behavioral level. Um, really, They really pride themselves on being able to change and shape people's behavior. And there was this app that I was using called Sweatcoin. And basically, the more you walk, the more coins you got and the more perks. So while I was using this app, I had, I guess I accumulated so many points. And so I got a free month of like personal training through an app called Ladder, which was super interesting because they take this approach of one, they try to change your behavior um, through incentivizing you to like move around more. And then they give you other fitness things. So like the Ladder app, I got a personal, a, a virtual personal trainer for a month and he was super cool. Like it was weird, but it was a different approach to like personal training because I don't have to come in and see you. So basically I have to manufacture my own motivation, but I also have a support system there rooting me on via text message. So that was interesting. That was an interesting um, fitness thing that I tried out and I have, I've had it on my phone for like for years, but I had never checked it. And then when I went on there, I had so many points from just walking and accumulating um, over the years that I had enough to get, a bunch of stuff so like free trials to certain things that were premium they have earrings on here like diamond earrings they have a free offer from noom diamond earrings 
yeah, they have like uh, yoga classes. They have a, a ton of stuff. So y'all should check that out. Yeah. Hey y'all, this is Jeremy with the Creative Block and I just want to come in with a very special announcement that mental health is important to your physical health as well. So if you are experiencing some creative block and can't get out of that rut, step away from the computer, step away from it all, remove yourself and go out there and do something that you love. Really give back to yourself. And that's on motivation. I was after this episode to at least try something new. Um, I tried um, a workout video on YouTube called Leslie Sansone, who's very popular, supposedly, but I came to find out that the the video that I watched is very different from the rest of her videos. So I'm glad that I did. It's a new, it's a new development in her YouTube channel. Um, she's more like an old lady, Jane Fonda type thing, jazzercise type thing, where she's walking and everyone has their ponytail swinging and they're in a studio. Um, and they say walking, the best thing you can do is just like an in-place walking thing. But she started a sub-series called Walk and Talk um, where they're doing interviews or like just doing like whatever. And in the corner of the screen is a walk box with a counter of how many steps you're taking. And it's a short video, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, but in the course of that, you're kind of able to get like a thousand of your 10,000 steps, you know, or more. Um, and I really like that for me. I can go into why later. But like for me, like that was very interesting. We've only a couple videos online. Like two or three, because they just started doing it last month. Nice. That sounds like an interesting approach to like passive uh, exercise where you're not really too much thinking of it. Um, what I tried out for this episode, I went and did a Peloton demo at the Peloton store. And that was really interesting. They have so many different products and it's weird that they have so many different products because I always imagine them to just be like a bike company but they have treadmills and their treadmills are fairly new, a fairly new addition to their uh, product line. And I tried the treadmill plus and they're coming out with a new one um, really soon. And I also got to try that one. I will say the treadmill plus is definitely a better and more immersive experience. It was super dope. Um, but yeah, Jeremy, what did you try out? I've been using um, Ring Fit. And what RingFit is, is a spiritual successor to WeFit, if you all, all know what that is, is a game. Uh, so RingFit is a game that was made by Nintendo for their Nintendo Switch. And it is more of a video game than it is an actual like workout session. But it involves using this thing, I have it right here, um, called their RingCon. And it's, it's a Pilates ring, right? It has resistance in it. And when you hook the controllers up, you do specific moves uh, to beat enemies and then progress in the game. These are all the different movements that are in the game and you see how they're color coded and they're mapped to different things. So you run around by like jogging in place cause there's a jog strap and it all controls your character. But the main part is it is more like an action RPG. So when you're fighting enemies like this one you do different movements to defeat them. at the bottom of the screen, these are how many reps you would do. So this is saying you have to do 23 reps of this front press move. And the yellow, which this is the intriguing part, 
The yellow part is when you have to hold it. So it's not just like repping it out, but you have to hold and squeeze. And if you level up enough, you have to do them like 50 times, right, to beat the enemy. Y'all know I love video games. So this is like, like I was saying, more of a video game, more of a strategic sort of thing. And just the method of attack is your body, right? And these different fitness exercises and stuff. So that's why I said, like, when I explain it, it doesn't sound as intense, but like looking at it, there's a lot of moving parts here. There's a lot of, of different uh, things to do and whatnot. We'll, we'll link to this video so you can see, but what you can't see is me and Treasure's face right now. I would just like <laughs> fast forward to the commentary because this is not for me. This is, hey, this, hey. <laughs> there's a point where this stops being fun. <laughs> I'd have walked away 10 minutes ago, okay? It, because that was just a lot that you even explaining it sound like a lot. And then imagining me being in this space, and y'all know how I get about video games. Y'all know I'm real competitive monsters. If they come at me, you I gotta kill them. But baby, I would be tired, okay? So what if you just first okay, me personally, five, six, seven minutes in, I'm gonna be like, all right, this is not that much fun anymore. This is a straight up workout and the, the bells and whistles are not charming me enough to distract me from that. So, it was a good so for me. But you can't really stop, right? Like, do they have like an easy mode or a light mode? Like, can I just so, wave it? Like, right, you right, really right. get into that squat formation. Not to get too much into the weeds of it. It's a very, what Nintendo is good at, right? is getting you really invested into the game world where you forget sometimes what you're doing. And this is and this game is no exception, right? Okay. The enemies, the world is so built out that a lot of times like I found myself forgetting that I was even, even working out because I just wanted to beat the enemies. So every day when you log into it and boot it up, it asks you, how was your previous day? Would you like to go harder or softer, essentially? And so if you go harder, the enemy's health gets longer and you do more reps. And if you say like, oh, okay, that was too much for me, it lowers down. So the enemy's health gets lower and you do less reps, you know, like less holds, more fast repetitions. So it augments very well. Um, and it doesn't move you up unless you say so. So unless you say, you know, today wasn't much of a challenge. I want to move up. It keeps you at the same pace. So over time, you can sort of like build that up. Um, something else, the that video showed like a hundred different skills. I'm only like halfway through it and I have maybe like 30 and you get the skills really slow. So for the longest time, you're doing the same exercises over and over and over again. Like for the, maybe the better half of a month, I only had like squat, front press, like ab crunch and some yoga stuff. I would be interested in trying it out, but I, I don't know, like like y'all said, like marker moments are very specific to the individual, especially when it comes to things like motivation and fitness. Um, the game sounds fun in practice, like just looking at it. But I know I would, like, I would just, it, I, I would have fall off with it. I know, I, like that me personally. The unique part about fitness is there's enough space for everybody, right? Like as he was mentioning goat yoga earlier, like all these different opportunities to like get fit, that there is a, you know, like everyone get a piece of a pie because there's so many different ways that people need to get fit and people want to get fit. Like no one wants, that's just probably why you see a new fitness, you know, thing popping up every two months because 
everyone wants to find something that is for them and like works for their fitness levels, what their goals are, the type of people that they want to be in their class. You know, like there's so many, there's so many levels of personalization that I just think is, is so much opportunity for anybody or any sort of company brand or whatever to just jump into it and say, well, this is how we're going to do fitness. And people will like flock to it because they'll, you know, it will we'll resonate with them. So for me, like trying out the Peloton, I just wanted to try it out to see how it was because I it was so like hyped. But like, and even though it had the large screen, which was super immersive, which was cool, um, I think that even using a regular treadmill f- for me, a person who doesn't have a problem like creating their own motivation and like staying into it, because as long as I have music, then I'm fine. But like, like. It was just a like a cherry on top, like having the large immersive screen, being able to attend the classes or go to like the live classes versus the pre-recorded classes and having like those personalized touch points. Um, that's just like an extra like cherry on top. Like, OK, I, I can feel like I'm a part of a gym or I'm at like a, a class, but from the privacy of my own home. It sounds like for you the the marker moment may be. Maybe if you were to go to the gym, have the choice between this Peloton and then the regular treadmill, you're going to pick the regular treadmill because all those bells and whistles is kind of going to take away from your own motivation in a way. Like you can get bogged down by, fuck, I got to pick an environment. I got to set my scene. I got to do this other stuff. So you'll have a negative experience and sort of say like the Peloton do too much for me. I don't need that. I just need to run. You know, that's true. But then I really love the Peloton too. Because you just like was, tech, though. That's I do. That, I love tech. That's it, the thing. I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's what got me hyped too. And then I'm really a fan of like well-made things, like quality-made like devices. And I think that Peloton is a quality-made device. When I was changing the speed, it was just so smooth. When I was changing like the incline, it was just so smooth because it was like tactile. I didn't have to. I didn't have to touch the screen to do that. Which on like traditional treadmills, you have to like actively press a button. It was just a knob. I can like be in the flow of my run and just hit it. If you're in the groove of running on the treadmill, those little extra things you can do and like easily change the speed and what what will make you stay on it longer and will mm-hmm. motivate you in a way. But those type of things elevate you in a way. And in a way, kind of does hack your motivation. Is the classes and the stuff that's on there like better than classes you might be at? Like if it was a group treadmill class. Speak wisely, Treasure, because, you know, Queen B has a partnership with the almighty Peloton. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. But she's not in the class. She ain't teaching it, is she? I don't think so. I think they're just playing her tune. Anyway, no, but I enjoy the classes and I'll say the classes are good because it's like now, even with COVID, it just shows you like uh, the more that you're at home, like you have options. So you can still attend the class, feel like you're a part of that class, still have the energy and the momentum of that class, but be at home. I think that's even better for some people. Um, so just having that that like in gym touch point, but at your house, I think I think that's an effective way to kind of boost motivation in people who need it. That speaks to me because for me, even with mine, my marker moment was just the straight up convenience. Like YouTube is already open for me. I'm already at my house. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to gather my materials 
or anything. Like it's not, I don't need any resistant band or weights to follow their method and stay on time with them. It was literally just like, Hey, do you have 10 minutes? Like, and do this instead of whatever ad was going to be playing. Yeah. I think YouTube fit could be super dope. Um, that was a good idea, Treasure. I bet it's in the works already. Probably. And you said something about Netflix, too, honing yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like, for real, the disruption for fitness is going to be when they take where people are being sedentary and allow that to be a platform to be active, too. So, like, with YouTube specifically, they might have you watching an ad for 10, 15 minutes between videos autoplay, but they could also have you, like, doing a squat challenge. They could have you... Um, meditating or whatever and maybe it's a widget that they just add in but even like Netflix like you could go on a run with your favorite um, not favorite but if they're doing something in the show like they could have the opportunity for you to do that in your home too yeah and just break up the binge like and that honestly would be a wonderful idea because people (laughs) kind of get stuck for sure. I think YouTube, like going back to the YouTube idea, like I think brand has like a specific place there. Like because so many ads come up on YouTube. And if you had those ads to break up the binge, like you said, um, and Nike had like come jog in place with me for five, you know, five minutes. Because I know YouTube has the extended advertisements that go for like five minutes and people can do do that, do a quick exercise and then hop back into their they're, um you think people actually do that oh I, I feel like it's the same thing with like the people who say during the commercial breaks i run up and down my stairs until i hear the show come back on they would have to my- get a buy-in yeah beyonce was doing it with you you might would do it but who knows like some i don't know netflix might be the spot i do like to forget that um that i'm working out and the best way to do that is if i'm Doing some sort of game or like, or like extracurricular activity um, with stuff, and that's why I said Ring Fit is a super was a super investment for me because it is more a game than it is working out. So a lot of the times I do get lost in it. But what was the thing that made you keep coming back, like on day fifteen when you were like, "All right, like how did you keep that the motivation?" Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like the game and the story were more powerful to me than my own need to feel um, competent in, in the exercises. This is the one time that I have, that something has done that, you know, I've tried all these different workouts, Nike Plus, Apple, like all that stuff. And I still like have the same, well, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I need the feedback, but there's no other compelling reason for me to keep on doing those things, you know? But I was invested in like, and they, the story is so childish, but y'all, I just like games. So I, like, it, it was easy to suck me in. Now I will say it did get to a point where I noticed that the story was weakening a bit. And then my need for competence started to supersede it a little bit. And that's kind of when I fell off. And I said, okay, fuck, I got all these moves. I don't, I started off with five moves. Now I got about 30 moves. And so out of the 30, I maybe know how to do 10 of them correctly. And so I theorize as that number continues to increase, I will start feeling worse and worse about how I'm doing these exercises and the story won't hold me enough. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, have you heard of someone using the metric? I think it's called seconds to fun or something like that. Or like how yeah, many like, fun? yeah, like time to fun. Like how long does it take time me fun. to have fun in this? 
experience yeah. or, or whatever. I'm always interested in technology and like stuff that's well made. And Nintendo does a good job of making things that are engaging off, off the like jump. So when you start the game and it mainly puts you in the story world and like teach you how to use it by like playing it. And I'm like, okay, I have this Pilates band, I have this thing on, like what is going on? I'm like pumping it super fast. And so then I'm learning how to use it by like building this story. And so that was really engaging for me. So off the bat, it wasn't like, this is what this thing is. And, you know, very like textbook related. So you're right. The time it took me to just get into it and have fun and then start sweating was probably five minutes. And so right then off the bat, I said, oh, fuck, this thing is about to be. I got it for Tyrell, right, who doesn't work out at all. And I said, this is going to be a way to get him, you know, working out. I He played that bitch once. I've played it, you know, like I said, every single day because I said, well, I haven't sweat this hard, you know, even doing like regular workouts because it's all like hit based, right? Like it's all high intensity. You're moving through stuff. You're running. You're changing things up. So 10 minutes, you got a good burn already. Hey, it's SP with the Creative Block Podcast. Speaking of motivation and fitness, I got a documentary for you. If you haven't watched it, Feel Rich, Health is New Wealth. This 2017 documentary, it's intriguing and it's worth the watch. Uh, it's written by and stars celebs like Quincy Jones, Common, Gant the Game, and Jermaine Dupree. And they take a look at the intersections of health specific to the Black community. Uh, one thing I found really interesting about this documentary was a statement made that these business people could not be as successful and they would not be able to achieve their needs of their successful, busy lives if they were weighed down by unhealthy habits. And that is how wealth and health intertwine. You know, there's a lot that we talked about with just mentioning mentioning our marker moments, right? And mentioning the the moments that mattered to either dictating whether we would continue on with this journey or like have the opportunity to fall off. And I think a lot of it has to do with this psychology theory um, that's called the self-determination theory. And essentially what it says is that people can become self-determined or people can become intrinsically motivated to do things if they complete these three pillars. And what these three pillars are, are competence. So being able to gain a mastery over something, um, connection and relatedness, which is your need to belong to a group organization or whatever may have you, and your autonomy, which is your need to feel in control. And if I just look around at you know, all three of us and what we mentioned, there seemed to be like a lack in one of those areas, which caused us to sort of fall off. So in my case, it was my um, competence, right? Because I was not competent in the moves that I was doing, I immediately was like, great, this is not something I can motivate myself at because it wasn't filling the void of that other thing. It was giving me complete autonomy, right? Because I got to pick which moves I wanted to do. It was giving me a relatedness to connectability because I could play it with like, like Miosha has it and I could play it with her and we could like watch each other. Um, and so sort if of like keep each other motivated, but I couldn't tell her how to do these moves. Right. And I couldn't tell myself how to do them. Um, the same thing with like treasure when she was talking about having fall off, uh, like not, or not treasure, my bad SP, when you were saying that, you know, sometimes that I feel like, uh, I'm not being motivated in the right way or like I don't have my group of people to like speak to me the way I need to. That's, an, that's a marker that sort of said that now I can fall off from this thing because one of these three branches wasn't met 
And so now I could, I'm like, I, I can no longer be self-determined or achieve that self-determination that I need. So I think a lot of this fitness stuff has to do with, has to, has to deal with these sort of buckets of needs that we all have to, to be able to continue to be, um, or to be able to continue to fulfill our goals, especially related to fitness. That was a good tip. I even just looking up self-determination theory, like that's something that I think can really help like wrap your mind around what you are trying to do. Because something that popped up and what I looked up is there is like the opposite that of, sorry. So there are some behaviors that are non-self-determined behaviors. So they're only performed because they must be done. So mm-hmm. like, that's like a different extreme and there is a lack of control there when it's more like I've got to go to work out, like not because I genuinely want to or am enjoyed by it, but because I feel like I've let myself go, you know, like, or like, I feel like I have to like fit into this or whatever it could be. Like there may be different reasons that aren't mm-hmm. truly independently motivating you. Right. And I think this thing may have a lot to do with it as well to why certain things like don't stick with you. So for example, when Treasure was describing um, the Peloton and having the screen and being able to just, you know, the screen is nice, I can like run with it. And I just need the treadmill to sort of like immerse me um, in it. I started to felt well, like ring fit is that same thing. Like if you're just running with the ring and you're running through, there's parts where you literally just run, right? And hold the ring. And there's a bunch of scenery. There's like lambs and shit in the background, like running around, like sprawling lakes. And I'm like, huh, that seems to be a parallel but I wouldn't recommend this to Treasure because of the fact that like all of the the RPG elements would take her the fuck out of it, right? They have it. They having to kill these enemies and having like pick these moves and do I use a red? I have to use a red move on the red enemy, so I can't do my squats at this point. Like that would throw her the fuck off, but <laughs> right because nah, be- <laughs> Treasure when Treasure did that game, what was the game we played? Among, Among us. us. Among us. Treasure would have got all up into that. If she got to be the killer. (laughs) I don't know. I think sometimes when things have too much stimuli, it really confuses me. And Mm -hmm. so like when I work out, I just need it to be like straight to the point. Like literally, I don't need all that extra stuff that people be needing, like all them ropes and cables and benches and i don't need all of that just give me a treadmill or something just give me a track and let me get out there and run people probably listening probably talk about some why she don't go run outside on the track because it's bad for your shins i believe that running in itself is uh, yeah i think this is another part it's important like people are not realistic about how unpleasant it can be the experience not everyone's running around really i don't mind it it's, I, I don't I don't mind it. I really don't. It's just that it's not fun. Like it's not like that's not my my Sunday. That's not my Mecca at all. It's not it can be fun. It could be, sure. Under the right circumstances, occasionally, sometimes, but it's not my ooh, can we go leap up and go run outside? No. Like I got the sports bra on. There's so many other marker moments that is acting against me. It's like it can be fun, but once you get tired. It's like, damn, how how do you stay motivated once you're like, I'm I can't do this anymore? And that's about that's probably like 15 minutes in, you heaving and Ooh, sweating see. like <laughs> see and, and that Ooh, is something that face, just, oh no. That is something that ring fit like 
it did a good job as doing that point because I've been hella times at the gym where I'm like, all right, well, I can just leave now because there's nothing else for me to do and I'm tired of being here. But it was something about having like, okay, I know there's a goal. I know I have to get to the end to like collect this thing and level my person up. And I know there's three enemies are standing in between me. I'm going to knock them bitches out. It almost feels like fitness products are marketed towards people like you, or like, especially with, with physical fitness products. Um, but I think about people like me who maybe feel like their body isn't cooperating with them or like works against them when they're trying mm-hmm. to do stuff. Like, not that I can't be strong, but like, it's a lot more to, for me to do a pull up than for you to do a pull up. You know, like, right. it's just like reality of it. So. I'm interested in like thinking about it some more too. I think this is a topic that we'll probably revisit a few times throughout the year um, in some form or function. Um, But I wonder like, what is like my ideal fitness thing? And I feel like it's like a crossover type of situation with things that aren't fitness related, you know, like, like to kind of like pack you in a way, not make you think about it so much and just like Mm -hmm. you kind of get lost in it and do it. You can do some Tabata. That's like... Ciabatta? Ciabatta. But like mm. Taibo on Ciabatta bread? <laughs> no. It's like... Ciabatta bread be so good. Or like dancing. <laughs> like a lot of people dance instead of actually working out because that's like a fitness hack. It's like you do something yeah. that you enjoy. Like I've been doing... I've been practicing that up by Cardi B dance. And I was oh, doing it for like 45 minutes. And... Once upon a time... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm telling you, I was in here sweating. Yeah, sweating. Did y'all ever had this game called Dance Central, or like dance not even Dance Central? Um, Just Dance was just like it too. Oh, oh yeah, DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was there in used DDR to be the... Club in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's <laughs> a side story. That, I was really that's, good at it. that's very much so on brand for you. <laughs> that's um, my thing. I love that. And I had the Michael Jackson version. Bitch, I used, I used I to get into. with the glove, with, yeah. with that little embroidered glove they put in yeah. with the box. On the PlayStation, the one that had the, it was kind of like the Wii. I don't know what that PlayStation it was. Uh-huh. PlayStation 3, but it had the little, mm-hmm. had Michael Jackson on there too. And on the Wii. Man, I was killing it. I, I just knew I was Michael Jackson. When he said, just leave me alone. I, I, had, all the, I had all the moves. But no, there was a... I got a connect for my 15th birthday, maybe it was. Mm-hmm. And it had a game called Dance Central. And essentially, it was a choreographed dance game. But you had to like... We know like Just Dance was just a weird remote. So you could, it was just really like hand movements. Yeah. This was actually dance moves that you had to do. And if you did the dance moves, you got points. I'm, I'm going to pull up the video to show y'all later. But like it was actually like choreographed by some, from back in the time, some like major choreographers. It was actual dance moves. But that shit used to have me sweating so much. Sometimes you just need a little bit of an activity that isn't as much as like, that doesn't feel like you're working out. Because you're having fun, right? And when you're in that like sort of like fun threshold, yeah, for sure. You don't matter if you're sweating a little bit because like the goal isn't to like work out for no obscene reasons. Like I just want to continue to do this. And I just want to continue to have fun. Mm-hmm. I still do them dance moves. Me and my best friend, if we go to the club and hear Poison, we do the dance moves from that game. Because I'll tell you, it's this so legit. Like oh, it had God. all the. <laughs> 
I can see y'all now. It had all the moves, like this number. Like I keep on like trying to find activities like that that make me just want to get up and get moving and keep me um, fit. I just don't know why like, I go to the gym instead, you know, yeah. instead of, oh, I'm going to just work out. And so knowing that I'm not going to have a good time because I understand that like, that's not the type of, that's not the type of person I am when it comes to working out. And so what about like your rollerblades? That's a good in-between. Same thing though, uh, because I was not, I felt like I wasn't competent in it. I gave up because I was like, I'm not, I'm not good at this. Mm. Wait, isn't that one of the tenets of self-determination? What was the first one? That, yeah, competency. And so that's like, that's my biggest thing. And so I think on this self-determination theory, like we're all on the spectrum, right? But there are some that hits harder than the others. Yeah. So though I may feel like, though I may need to be close with somebody, great. You know, I don't need it. You know, just like SP was saying, um, like she doesn't need the friends in, in, in the room, right? When she's like working out. Uh, autonomy, like I, don't, I may not need to be in control 100% of the time. I can be told what to do, right? But it's really that competent, competency. If I don't feel like I'm mastering something, I will give that thing up like the next, the next minute. They say, what happened roller skating? I tried to do one move and I said, fuck this. And did not pick them skates back up. Baby, I know you ain't willing to spend two hundred dollars on those skates. Just to leave them there. Okay, treasure. I'm picking. <laughs> pick them back I'm, up because we can want skating. Listen, I'm picking the skates back up because I realized that like part of competency is realizing that you have to suck at something for a little bit before you can master it. Like, yeah, I've I've always been naturally gifted at certain things, and I sort of gravitate to the stuff where I'm naturally good at because I hate the feeling of being bad. Yeah, but. I, at my big age of 25 now, I understand that if I want, to, <laughs> if I want to continue to like do these things, then I have to be comfortable with being bad at them for, yeah. you know, a little bit. That's true. So guys, do you think that the motivation for fitness can be manufactured for everyone? If you hold your laurels on the like social determination theory, sure, right? It can be manufactured. If you find that specific thing that hits on all these sort of pillars, you can sort of motivate someone to do it. But like, I think the, the caveat to that is, is it sustainable, right? If somebody needs competence, right, and you give it to them a little bit of the time, how much do you have to give it to them? You know, how much do you have to change it up every single time for them to stay competent? Because that's, you know, that may be one of their weaknesses um, in it. So I don't know if, if by manufacturing, if it's more of a question of whether you can do it, yes. Whether it's sustainable and long lasting, I think that's up for debate, right? Like whether something sticks with you or not is really, 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 really gonna be determined. Um, you know, based upon like your personality and who you are. Oh, look at that thief. Why you gotta talk about that dog like that? <laughs> Anywho, I agree, Jeremy. I think that the long-term sustainability of manufacturing motivation is it's hard to say if it if it can happen. I think in short term and in theory, 
you can manufacture motivation, but keeping somebody along for the ride for a long period of time, that's going to be like the true test. Right. It's, it's almost like at what point does this, does the whatever you're doing move from having to continue to motivate you to you motivating yourself to do this thing? Right. Like that's something that we didn't even talk about. Like, what is that? What's that like conversion point where you move from becoming someone who needs manufacturing motivation to someone who is just motivated in doing that? Is it a life event? Is it a, you know, what is it that sort of makes you move from that? I think everyone has to have their own defining moment, like how their own marker moment. Yeah, I do. I think they need to have a personal moment, um, like kind of like how addicts have like a rock bottom type of thing. Like, so like a decision has to be made that you would like to address this or attempt to address this. But I think, um, I think that delving into the psychology is the way to like build plans for people or around people. And I think maybe more fitness products could be like more wraparound. I wonder what are the possibilities for keeping people on a plan. Like I see 30 day challenges on Instagram where it's like, okay, we're gonna do a squat challenge or an ab challenge or whatever it could be. But you know, maybe by day eight, day 13, you know, maybe you waver. And I wonder what could be done to help keep people, keep their goals and at the front of their mind and help motivate. Yeah, I'm seeing some of it like with apps and stuff, like they'll track, like you're sleeping and you can drink your water and all these things. But I think that we'll see stuff that pushes a little bit forward because obviously all that's available isn't really like working for people, like given our obesity rates um, and whatnot. But I think like wrap around like holistic motivation is on the horizon. And once you realize like what type of people you're working with, like what their motivations are like and how you can appeal to them. I think that there could be something really cool <laughs> that gets people going. And even if they fall off, they can always go back to it mm-hmm. and like resurrect that same motivation. I had an idea we were talking. Like, you know how you'd be watching a TV show or binging a TV show? Like, it would be cool if there was just like extras, you know, like extra stuff or like, like different adventures that you can, like they run in a show, but like they might have a clip of them running, but maybe you can go on a jog with them, you know, and like just see like different stuff related to the show or the characters, the content. Like so like there actually was a thing, um, two things. One was called Run Zombie or so- something zombie. Uh, and the as you was running, it would tell you like run here and collect this loot, right? It was a whole like audio-based game. Uh, that would the story would build out over time, like the more you went on these runs. And there was another one that was less about zombies, it was more about storytelling. And it would say, you know, to continue the story, you had to go on the run or to find like the next point, you had to go on the walk to do these things. So there are, um, it reminds like Pokemon Go, right? You remember when that came out and everybody was like mm-hmm. out in the streets and getting like exercise yeah. they never had in years? It's, it's like, I think there's something to be said about we need to the way we understand fitness needs to change mm-hmm. and by seeing it as something that you have to like work out or like go to the gym is is one piece of fitness that is very popular 
right? But it's not the only way to maintain a fit lifestyle. And, or not even like fit lifestyle. Like it's not the only way to get some activity in your day. Like there's a lot of things that we all can be doing that is different than what is prescribed to us. Like go to the gym, right? It's not that easy. I don't want to do that. I need something else, right? And I think once we meet people in the middle and sort of say like, there's this bigger idea of fitness and that doesn't just have to be you going to the gym, but it can literally be you watching Netflix. But in order to get more of the story, you have to walk down to the corner store, right? To pick up your, you know, like, I think there are ways that I think that, I, you're right. I think there are ways that we can motivate people, uh, really motivate them, but really have that grounded in what people are doing already, right? And their idea of what fitness is. That could be sitting on the couch, you know? And what could that be to keep you motivated and keep you active? Yeah, that's a good that's a good that's a good point. And I actually think Netflix might be the key there. Like whether it's like some type of challenge between episodes or something like that, like that's actually interesting. Don't let them steal your idea. I know. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Like, I would love that. And that's, that goes back to my idea of, like, the perfect and, like, ideal state of fitness for me is that, that passive, like, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you're doing it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It, like, right. When we're talking about, like, money and income and how it's just like, oh, wow, I didn't know I saved that much. Like, when you can do stuff passively, it just... It helps you out a little bit because you're like, damn, I actually know what I'm kind of, or you know, I actually can do this. Yeah. Right. We're killing two birds with one stone. Like if it was like a family thing, so it's like we're getting quality time, and then we all got our workout in. Now the kids are tired; they can go to sleep, and we have extra time in our day. I like that. All right, y'all. So the word of the day here is motivation. Are you lacking it? Do you have it? Do you need it? Have you discovered a game changer? As always, if you've seen anything related to this or any past episodes, tag us on Instagram at the Creative Block Podcast. We're also gearing up to start getting reckless on Twitter. So you can follow us there too, at the Creative BLCK. And we thank you for the support. We'll keep on keeping on making episodes and content that puts our creative spin on brands, culture, and experiences. But until then, keep up with us on social media and await our next episode drop on Thursdays. And that's on what? Throat, baby. Oh, my goodness, Jeremy.